Hello and welcome to the Pickup WNBA podcast. I'm your host, Catherine Nyker. And I'm your other host, Freddie Revis. What's up? And this is episode 66. We're back, baby. Woo, we're back. I hope you enjoyed our encore of our great interview with LaChina Robinson last week. Uh, I was away on a vacation in Trinidad and Tobago, so that's why we couldn't have an episode last week. I know you're thinking, like, how dare you Uh, (laughs) schedule a vacation during the first week of the playoffs, one and two hurricane season. Hello. Yeah, Um, yeah. There's a lot going on for you. But my friend uh shiv and stephanie were getting married and so shout out to them it was absolutely beautiful uh i knew like a year in advance so a lot of anticipation uh leading up to this everything went great it was uh it was a magical time and your friend shiv is the character from um succession correct yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Shiv is like a brown guy, but yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Totally different type of Shiv. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Shiv and sure. end, not uh, yeah. Siobhan. <laughs> different fair, Shivs. Fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's from Trinidad originally. That's why we were there. Right on. So wait, were you in the illustrious Tobago? Or I was you... in Tobago specifically, yeah. Wow. So did you go to Trinidad first? Uh, you have to fly into Trinidad and, and then, then you get and then fly into Tobago. Yeah, because the, the plane into Tobago is uh, tiny. Yeah, it was scary. No, it wasn't scary, but it's tiny and it's like less than an hour. Sweet. Oh, my God. What a dream. Yeah, yeah. It was really, really fun. Food's well, great. too. highly recommend. Listen, it's been an incredible playoffs, but I. You know, I support you taking a vacation to an amazing place for good friends. Yeah. Yeah. I would plan my wedding at a different time of year. Just saying. Fair. And we need to put it out into the universe that I could get married someday. So. Yes. We're putting that out. (laughs) And you'd probably do like like February Quebec City type vibes. Yeah. 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 For our American listeners, that would be extreme. Cold. That would be like the coldest. Yeah. Like you might as well be getting married in the ice hotel. Like Yeah, yeah. Um <laughs> which honestly Honestly would be beautiful. amazing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you like, would come. Yeah, I'd definitely come and I'd sing Frozen and it'd be beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have it any other way. Um okay, cool. So let's uh jump in to these playoffs but also first before we do that you know because we're based in toronto we've been doing a lot of expansion talk and huge huge news massive san francisco san francisco stand up you're getting a team baby you are getting a team the owners of the golden state warriors have agreed to acquire a wnba franchise freddie what do you think this means well so many things and let me just i guess like open this up and let me ask you from what you've read um how much like there's like details more to come and and all this kind of like sort of ambiguous language like what amount of like certainty is this Mm. Like, like, is this locked in? Are they? Did they get a team? I'm, I'm well, so everyone's confused. reporting it. Yes, like, that's the thing. Everyone's reporting, reporting it. it, but there aren't any like details. 
Yeah, so I guess what's sort of okay, first of all, if if the Bay Area is getting a WNBA team, congratulations. I'm excited for you. If you live there, that's amazing. Obviously, um, you know, incredible uh ownership, um, winners, you know, whatever. Like it's really like Oakland, San Francisco, Silicon Valley, like, you know, there's a lot of things going on in the Bay Area. And they could definitely support a team. And it would be very, very cool. Um, my second thought, or my thought right away was, isn't it weird that the WNBA is not announcing this? Mm. Like, I guess I just imagine that, A, the Is this tinfoil teams- hat Freddy right now? It is. Tinfoil hat's coming out. Okay. Just, just, we just got to <laughs> preface that. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. I should, like, I should make, like, a... I should make it like a tinfoil sound on the, on the, on the mic. Although that's probably really annoying. Um, But okay. Like, isn't it a bit weird that, that I guess I just imagine Engelbert is making the announcement. Like, and making or that big... it would be a joint announcement, right? Totally. Like it's a press conference. It's, like it's the owners deal. of the warriors. It's Kathy. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that not it would be... slipping out into the night and some athletic <laughs> thing. It's like, wait, 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 what? And then with like, it's yeah, it's not really. This Marcus Thompson was sort of like the big kind of like reveal of this. Um, and so then, yeah, if you're if you're Toronto, if you're Portland, if you're whatever, all these other cities vying for a team, is it sort of like, wait, so we're fighting for one spot now? Like, are both have both spots been chosen? It seems like it's not a lot of fanfare. And it, I don't know if this is how, if this is true and this is how we all found out a little bit anticlimactic. Yeah. I mean, it feels very TMZ on the part of the athletic who I believe broke the story. Mm-hmm. Um, but that doesn't mean it isn't true. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Right, um, and then maybe like maybe when they do finally have an official press conference, they'll have to address, you know, this leak and things like that. It'll just be, you know, another thing. But I, I'm not surprised that San Francisco got a team at all. Like, like they have always been in the forefront of mm-hmm, these, very much of the short lists and everything. And yeah, it, it makes a ton of sense. They have a brand new arena. They're in a large market. Um, also just San Francisco as a place is known for being progressive and, mm-hmm. you know, obviously like LGBTQ plus, you know, friendly and all those things. Right. So it's like a city that kind of shares, you know, similar ideals to for the sure. WNBA you know, a lot of people thought maybe the WNBA team would be more Oakland adjacent since okay. the Warriors go. moved to San Francisco, yeah. but the, all the reports are suggesting that this team will also be in San Francisco and share their facilities. Freddie t- tinfoil, okay. tinfoil hat. Freddie tinfoil t- hat is back on. Although this is more like, uh, I mean, I just read an interesting article or article article. Article, yeah, article. I said it right. Um, by <laughs> it was one of those words where when it came out, I'm like, that sounds weird. Anyways, um, I didn't know the tin foil was in your mouth, right? <laughs> hey, um, Patrick Redford wrote an article on the defector. Um, check it out. Uh, and 
basically, you know, is throwing some throwing some jabs at at the reporting of this, um, at sort of the way the Warriors organization has leaked this, um, and specifically is highlighting. Um, let me read what he wrote here. Uh, um. Uh, deal isn't done, but if Warriors get the nod, the W franchise will be based in Oakland. And then he wrote, commenting about uh, Marcus uh, Thompson, surely about to add uh, more information in where in Oakland the team will play before adding and play games at Chase Center. So he's insinuating that they're kind of like using this, this kind of like shitty exit that the Oakland Warriors had from San Francisco, right? This sort of like the 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 bougie narrative that they left Oakland to play in the in you know the much wealthier San Francisco. And I guess he's insinuating from this article that that they're really pitching this as a win for Oakland and it's sort of just like a like a branding kind of massaged statement by the the warriors you know brass to say like you know hey we're doing stuff for oakland but really it's just another you know they're bringing the team to chase center sorry i'm so are you saying prior to today's announcement they were pitching this as a win for oakland and now today we're finding out that it's in san francisco he's a he's saying that in the full sort of like article from marcus thompson um that it would this was pitched as a win for Oakland and the Bay Area but really they're just bringing the team to San Francisco and that's Oh the- well, so I I'm finding it just not confused by what you're saying Freddie but just like confused by how is this pitched as a win for Oakland when all like the athletic article and everything states that they're playing in Chase Center so I don't know how this was pitched as a win for Oakland Um He's That's what saying, I'm saying. Was that prior to today? It, it might have been prior to today, but he's sort of. I mean, anyways, yeah. He, he's he's. I read the article, not you, but like like anyone who's listening. And I feel like you know I don't want to steal his words from him, but he's saying that you know they've been kind of like peddling this. Yeah, like they're they're basically saying that that the that this WNBA team will be you know engaged in the Oakland community and and practicing in Oakland, but really playing their games at Chase Center, you know, which is sort of is a thorny kind of topic because if you're an Oakland Warriors fan, you you sort of lost your team, even though they're technically, you know, the closest team to you still. Right. So basically just, I guess, like a a marketing thing is, is what this guy's accusing them of. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know. Like, I feel like maybe this guy is kind of jumping the gun himself here because the W, like we said earlier, the WNBA hasn't announced this officially. The owners haven't done a press conference about this officially. There's still information to be learned. So the idea that there's been all this marketing and not marketing, I mean... I don't know. I think I think you're right that there's probably a lot of tension in that area because of what the Warriors did. But uh, um, this feels like a lot of residual feelings more than it is facts. Uh, I think that's very fair. 
Um, and you know what? Just so I'm not like, kind of paraphrasing, let me read this last paragraph, and I think it kind of like you can see where you know where where I'm kind of getting this this angle from. Uh, it should be noted. This is by uh, Patrick Redford. It should be noted that two years before Joe Lakeup got involved, the Atlanta beard helmed African-American sports and entertainment group began working to bring the WNBA to Oakland. Rumors of Lakeup's interest first popped up in early 2023 around the same time. AASEG entered into exclusive negotiations with Oakland officials about using the old Warriors arena by the airport. Given the public overtures of a different ownership group for a WNBA team that would actually play in Oakland, and given the Warriors' uneasy split for San Francisco while trying to continue endearing themselves to East Bay fans, it's no surprise uh, then that they would make every effort to appeal to Oaklanders as they snap up their town's chance to get a WNBA team. What's more devious is that Thompson accepting this framing and letting the Warriors launder their branding through the athletic under his byline. So what we're saying now is that there were multiple ownership groups in the same area yes. interested and we're suggesting the Warriors ownership yeah. group leaked this information in order to get ahead. That's, I think, I mean, I think. Which is like, a different thing entirely. Well, and I think what you said too, there's a lot of a uh, sort of opinions in here and some slander going down. And I guess I just find it kind of juicy. And I find this whole thing. Yeah. A little bit sort of confusing, I guess. Like, it's not like a clear cut and the two teams are, you know, Vancouver and San Francisco. It's sort of like this weird kind of, yeah. Ambiguous thing. Yeah, well, you think they would do one team in the East and one team in the West? I assume so, yeah. So this would be the Western Conference team, and who knows who the Eastern Conference I mean, team is? It's Toronto, you know, whatever. It could be, it could I, be I Toronto. Hope we soon, I guess. You know, if they, Maybe honestly, James Wade will leave us again. Who knows, you know? <laughs> yeah, um, But, yeah, I mean, I figured, like, you know, the WNBA would figure out its chartered flight stuff first before we got a team, to be honest. but Yeah, me too. Um. You know, so I haven't been holding my breath for that, but would love to be wrong. Um, yeah, it just doesn't surprise me at all that this team that the that they have a WNBA team. I'm really happy for the area, whether it's in Oakland or San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am. I could only imagine how frustrating it would be to live there with such an extreme uh, wealth gap in front of you. Like I think a lot of us are feeling that. I mean. In Toronto, we don't have anything quite like that, but you know, the wealth disparity and housing and all that's getting pretty extreme here too. And mm-hmm. you know, I think we're all feeling it. So yeah, I understand why those tensions exist, but you know, I I for the for the league's sake, I hope it's true. And hopefully there is like a proper league wide announcement about it and we can actually like celebrate it. Maybe even learn what the name is gonna be, and mm-hmm. like you know, actually enjoy um, the announcement of an expansion team. Yeah, I, I mean, I just, I guess, I just found this this article and sort of it added to the tinfoil hat nature. But I, I, I'm with you, like whatever expansion's good, and I hope that uh, it's a little bit clearer. But I, I'm happy for you no, know, I this this was super yeah. interesting. Like I. I haven't seen this anywhere else. And also the perspective of like, yeah, like why isn't the league 
announcing this first with the ownership in like a tandem press mm-hmm. conference uh, makes a ton of sense to me. So yeah, no, uh, good on you, Freddie. <laughs> good, all right. On. Okay. Um, uh, not to sort of, uh, you know, you know, speak on your behalf, but I also feel like I've never been a part of, um, and I'm, yeah, I don't think you have either like, uh, you know, a scenario where like we've only, as we've been covering the WNBA, like learned of like, you know, the, you know, the like Tulsa and Detroit and Houston and, and all these kind of like stories of WNBA teams or cities losing their teams. So it's really exciting to think about like this idea of expansion and, 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 and who knows, maybe it's like messier than I had imagined messier yeah like as far as like you know when who makes the announcements and like what the details are and like you know how, oh yeah how the draft is how, like you know how how it's all gonna play yeah, also out like what's wild, you know? what what season do they even start in what season exactly like who the head coach is like it's gonna be yeah it's interesting yeah it's super interesting i mean we'll definitely like stay on top of that even during the off season as uh things unfold but yeah, I not surprised and excited for the Bay Area for sure. Um, all right, let's move on let's to these it. playoffs finally, Freddie. Yeah, I, I know. Um, Sorry. No, I thought this was gonna be. I thought this was gonna be a five-minute topic, too, and we're like seventeen not. minutes in, but it's all good. Um, I just want to give you, Freddie, a shout out because your links. We're the only team to win a game in the hey, first round. So them. congratulations. I don't, you didn't call that. You didn't call that seriously. You I did not call yeah. You called it jokingly. You didn't call that for real. For real. I said they'd steal a game and they stole a game. And listen, I don't know what series you want to start with, but I also called something else that might be happening. We're going to get there. But, um, I, you know what? I'm going to pat myself on the back a little bit because even though the Mystics didn't win a game, they did push that second game into overtime. For sure. And I feel like I was right for believing that the Mystics could get a game and that they did really well. Yeah. So, yeah. And and also let's just shout out Natasha Cloud. Like how cool is it to have a performance where, you know, an opposing arena is is giving you love and you know like massive applause when the series is over like how cool is that that you you so left it all on the line you were so impressive that new york is is you know getting loud for you like what a what what a cool moment for natasha that was awesome Mm -hmm. uh yeah completely agree um let's move on to this round um you know you want to talk about connecticut so we'll talk about Connecticut. I'm going to say this right now. As of this recording, the series is tied 1-1. Mm-hmm. You messaged me when Connecticut won game one, getting all like, ooh, ooh. And then I saw everyone online like panicking for the Liberty and all of this stuff. And I'm like, uh, this is a five-game series. Mm-hmm. And no one, certainly not me, claimed this would be a sweep. Right, right. I never once was like, this series would be a sweep. I mean, the fact that this series is 1-1 is really exciting to me. I'd love to see this series go to five games. I still am going to pick the Liberty to come out on top. But I will say, you know, 
we, we were talking about the sun and I was like, this team would have to play the basketball of their lives in order to win the series. And you know what? They're doing that. They are absolutely right? doing that right now. And it is very, very exciting and intriguing. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I think well said, and I feel like, you know, I'm having a bit of fun, but you know, I think the, the odds are definitely, you know, home courts on their side. They have the MVP. Um, you know, you very much have to sort of like give the, you know, Liberty the edge. Uh, but I mean, you know, Stephanie white coach of the year, uh, Alyssa Thomas is, is balling. Duana Bonner is like really just having an incredible season and playoffs. And I think, um, yeah, I think they, I think the sun are, are more than just like a tough out for the Liberty. Like, I think, I think there's no amount of sleepwalking the Liberty can do to win this series. Like the, you know, we'll get to the other series, but like this series is, isn't the Liberty series to lose. They have to beat the sun. Um, and it, obviously they can, but, um, yeah, I mean, uh, well, one sort of big stat that I, that I'm looking at right now is uh, is a turnover percentage, uh, and you know the Sun do not turn over the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they got a big lead there so far in the series, uh, and they also have a field goal percentage lead, which isn't that big, but um, yeah, the Sun are well coached. They're deep. They they they've. I think it's probably the most intense defense New York has seen as well. Because there's no amount of New York just sort of like, like highlights all over the place. Like they really have to earn every bucket, and you know they they did that last night. Yeah, they absolutely were. I mean, the Sun are also being really uh, aggressive. I felt like in that you know when the Liberty were struggling a bit, like I felt like John Quell Jones was like a major major factor for this team just being aggressive mm-hmm. in the paint like i feel like they're going to need more of that yeah to come through on this series like they can't you know as great as they are they they can't be a live and die by the three type team like i feel like they also for all the assists that they do and all the extra passes and all that you know i feel like i don't know if you have the liberty turnovers in front of you or not but i feel like they can get a little sloppy with the ball um yeah, I don't have their. Total, That's all good. Yeah, their their, their turnover turnover percentage is, um, and it's like a yeah, this is like super stat nerdy thing, but it's like per a hundred plays, and it's fifteen point two, uh, versus the Suns ten point two, which is like a pretty sig- you know it means they're turning the ball over like significantly more. It's just yeah, it's just when it comes to the playoffs, the littlest things make the biggest difference, right? Definitely, yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't know. I still like here. Okay, here's a here's an interesting dynamic I want to throw at you, Freddie. Sure. Because I feel like often in sports, I really do enjoy rooting for an underdog, Mm -hmm. which in this case is obviously the Sun, and I I get the appeal of that. This is the one time I'm not rooting for an underdog, and it feels weird to me. But I just feel like this Liberty Aces thing has just been in our heads for so long that I just need to see it happen. And if I don't see it happen, I'm going to be a little disappointed. 
And I don't know. And that's not fair to the sun. But I it, think that's how I feel. And I think that's how a lot of people feel. It's it's not fair to the sun, but also it's not your job to be fair. Like we, you know, <laughs> it, I, I, as fans, like we're, we're, we've been sold this, this super team battle. And I think we want to see it happen. Right. Who doesn't want to, you know, like just for the, if you're, if you're the WNBA marketing department. Yeah. You want Stewie versus Asia, like straight up. Like you want that big time. You also want, and I don't know if it's officially been ruled out, but you want some version of, you know, let's say Liberty's up two one and Candace comes back. Come on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like, like you really want that. Like you want, New York versus you want the you want the two big ownerships going head to head. Um, it, it, you know, if, if that series happens, you're gonna have four former MVPs. Yeah, that's nuts. Yeah, um, and and but, a finals MVP in uh, Chelsea Gray. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, well, yeah, and Stewie's been a finals MVP as well. So, um, you know, I think it's really, it's really, you know, like it's all building towards this thing. So I don't think you should feel bad at all. Um, and yeah, I, I just like my, when I predicted that the sun were going to beat the Liberty partially it's because I think sometimes sports just shake out, like not how we want it. Right. And I should, I, I don't know. It's just this like gut feeling. No, I, the- I love it. Cause you're the only one who said it. And you deserve all the credit in the world. If it actually happens. But I also think I, Two will be disappointed. Like I feel like there's this chance that the <laughs> that that the sun eke out, you know, this this incredible hard fought battle with the Liberty, uh, and you have the Aces on the other side who potentially have swept the wings, just waiting for them, and then the Aces are like, "You're tired? Great. Uh, I'm Asia Wilson, and I'm gonna I'm gonna eat your soul." Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like I I think there's a chance that. Yeah, they're like the most exciting. We're like that. The Sun Liberty is the most exciting series of the playoffs. Um, yeah, I mean, like it's just it's just a weird feeling. Like it just. I know I made this comparison the last episode, but it was like instead of having LeBron and Kobe in the finals, we had Kobe and Dwight Howard. Yeah, like yeah, that's what yeah, true. that's what it feels Nobody like to me. That. Like there's just I there's no other comparison for it to me. So. I mean, but I feel bad because it's like Connecticut has earned this. Yeah, they, totally. And they, they got and big they names. are a really fun team to watch. And like, sure. think about what it would do to these freaking billionaire owners. Think about what that it would do to Joe Sai. Like, not that I would ever feel sorry for him, but you know what I mean? Like all this, like we're going to have the state of the art, this and this and this, mm-hmm. and we're going to be able to recruit all these players and we're finally going to bring a championship to New York. New York hasn't won a championship. I don't believe in their history, you know, like Stewie, we got to talk about the MVP race. Stewie was just announced MVP. She's the first ever New York Liberty to win MVP had the whole video tribute by Teresa Weatherspoon. Like this is a big deal in New York. How'd you like that tribute? I loved it. It gave me it was all cool. the feels. The, it gave me the hair all flip the at the end was cool, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. <laughs> it gave me all the feels. I like. I just feel like it would be such a disaster mm-hmm. for the Liberty if they didn't move on. Like I, uh, like I can't even fully fathom it. 
I want to, um, yeah, I mean, like, so, so we should, you know, talk about other stuff too, but like, I, I want to sort of go back to you, you talk about John Cole Jones. Cause I think like that first game, you know, John Cole being in a bunch of foul trouble, clearly frustrated, like seeing a player criticize the refs before the fourth quarter, like being like, how's the game going? And John Cole just being like, it's pretty good. The refs suck. Is like wow, I that's like your. Uh, I think I don't know if it was Ryan Ruka or who it was, but someone was just like, "Well, that's gonna cost John Quall some money." But like, yeah, I think you know she's a really, really big part of this series. Obviously, Connecticut, um, you know, wants to beat her. Um, they're like, "You True. left us. You left us for the super team." Okay, well, we're gonna be. Well, them. I you really know? feel like, I mean, if they move on to face the aces i feel in both series she is going to be the difference yeah and 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 in this game you know only 11 points but uh 13 big rebounds yeah that that is absolutely very impactful yeah like she needs to be mvp jonquil jones yes definitely um all right let's talk about the aces and the wings um really great game last night it was. I mean, yeah, it, it was, was a great. Yeah. It was a great game, and the Wings kept it close the whole time. I was rooting for them, man. I was rooting for them to get a game, to get this series interesting. And then, you know, we were messaging each other. They missed those last two free throws there, or they missed two free throws in a row near the end of the game. And I was like, that was their whole season. Mm-hmm. That was their whole season right there. I mean, you don't want to write someone off so quickly, but really, it was. That was their season. That was it. Um, yeah, this is one of those things where it's kind of like, if you're a Dallas fan, it's like, you're just like, you're, you're playing against a juggernaut. Like you're playing fantastic and you've had an amazing season. You deserve to be here. That game was fantastic. Like, you mm-hmm, know, I thought mm-hmm. Natasha Howard was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, it was obviously amazing. Um, but you know, like they're getting production sort of like all over the place and, they're you know they're playing well but like the aces have this sort of like air of inevitability where they kind of like can't be stopped like anyone can light it up like all of a sudden you know the game's like within six points and like chelsea gray just starts dancing on you and it's like yeah this is i agree they do have an air of inevitability that the liberty don't have and i know the liberty have faced tougher teams so maybe that's not completely fair, but they just do. It's just, it's indescribable. You, it you were sort of like, like when they won the championship last year, you were like, they're going to win the championship again. Yeah. I did say that a year ago. And I know in our last episode, I picked the Liberty to win because I wanted to be cute. But yeah. then I also gave my pick a huge asterisk. And I said, if Stewie wins the MVP, Asia Wilson is going to be so pissed. Mm-hmm. She's going to go on another level. And then all bets are off. And that is exactly what's happening right now. Yeah. Asia, Asia's nasty. Like even in, in her interview, I, I appreciated the honesty. You know, they asked her about like not winning the MVP and, you know, she sort of said the started with the stock answer. Like, I, you know, I can't control that. But then she said something which I thought was telling and really cool. Uh, she was like, yeah, I, I took a couple hours and then I started preparing for the game. Mm-hmm. And my goal is to win a championship. So that is just like, 
that that shows you because like i think a lot of players would be like oh i don't care about like if individual accolades and blah 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 but, but they do clearly asia's like i care and i'm mad and i'm gonna win a championship yeah like holy shit yeah i mean apparently the whole team was pissed off yeah like, the whole it, team it was, was mad it was a tight vote like i think that's another reason i need to see these two teams face each other man yeah, yeah. I know. I'm sorry, son. I'm sorry, Connecticut, son. It would be. I need to see these two teams in a finals. I just do. Yeah, they are. I know they are the two best teams. And um, yeah, I mean, just watching the Aces play, uh, I I, I nerded out a bit um, during the game. And I just sort of like, you know, for the sake of this pod, I looked at what teams have gone through the uh the playoffs in WNBA history without losing um because you got the yeah they're 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 four and oh right now the aces and this is really jumping the gun here obviously but um yeah uh this uh uh, seattle's done it um the links have done it uh the the comets have done it uh i think sorry seattle seattle's done it twice uh the sparks have done it uh, you know, and obviously there's been different playoff formats when the, when the, when Houston Comets did it, there was, there wasn't many, as many games to win, but, um, yeah, anyways, the aces are just such a dominant historic team and you got to enjoy what they're doing and yeah. shout out to Dallas. <laughs> what a consolation for yeah. Dallas, but really though, if you're Dallas, it's like, this is a good Dallas. Like, I mean, if you're, if you're. Dallas, you have like okay, so most improved Satu, like yes, oh, congrats to Satu. Like they're they're really they have like, and congrats to Stephanie White for Coach of the Year too, for sure. Um, and you know, uh, I mean, yeah, like all, all the awards winners, like uh, 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 oh, sorry, is it Alicia Alicia Clark, um, uh, who's a six man or six woman? Sorry, um, and mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, just lots of like big time performances in these playoffs and yeah I was sorry, yeah uh, uh, Alicia Clark I think I pronounced it wrong but yeah um yeah I mean I don't know if we have anything else to say about these uh playoff series so far what we expect do, do you think Dallas could get a game a constellation game of sorts I I, I don't really I because I, I I just think I haven't seen um, yeah, you're talking about like ownerships and stuff. Apparently, like Mark Davis or whatever. Um, when, when Dallas went on like a five or six point run, and and the Aces were still up by like six, he was like swearing and freaking out, uh, like near like 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 whatever. He was really like audibly ups- or, or visually upset. And I just think that this Aces team has a lot of killer instincts and i i don't see them Mm. the aces owner the aces owner yeah like this is a franchise that like they they don't just expect to win they expect to dominate yeah yeah um all right uh freddie it is time for your fun question um my fun question is something awry with what the warriors just did Um, uh, okay. So, uh, my question is, um, I mean, I, have really been enjoying them, but I think that the way coaches react are, are pretty funny. These, these sideline, uh, you know, in game coach interviews, 
Uh, yeah, let's talk about this for a second. Yeah, the what's your Sideline in-game coach interviews, a broadcasting experiment of sorts this season. <sighs> I Obviously, the coaches hate this. Yeah. yeah I hate exactly. it for them. <laughs> right? It's is a, is a tangible feeling of like, oh, man, you don't like this. I'm not trying to put them through this. Yeah, 100%. It seems extremely difficult to coach the game and conduct an interview at the same time. Yeah. I don't know if we're getting any real insights here. No. Other than their annoyance to varying degrees. Mm -hmm. Like you talked about Cheryl Reeve um, not being <laughs> yeah. able to handle it as much. I feel like some of these coaches who have had more um, nationally broadcasted games have a few more reps in. With the inner, you know what I mean? Right, With like right. the sideline interview. So maybe like, like someone like a Becky Hammond has probably had more time with it than a Cheryl Reeve mm -hmm. this season. But like, yeah, I mean, it should end. They should not, they shouldn't bring this back. It's, it's, it's rough. It's rough. And I just feel bad for them. Yeah. And I also feel like there's like this like cringe element for the, um, like for the for whoever's conducting the interview like it definitely feels like you're like you're you're doing like door to door like you know what i mean you're knocking at someone's door during dinner time and you're like hey do you have any time to talk about uh your cable cable provider and the people are like i'm eating dinner mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. get out of my house um <laughs> it feels like I mean? a telemarketer yeah, yeah yeah it definitely feels like that and they're like oh if i could just bother you with a couple questions but I, you know i get that they're trying to experiment so anyways my question to us is how would you approach this like they're like hey you gotta you gotta interview stephanie white or you know uh sandy brandella during oh, a, during a game and it's like this is your assignment you know you you have you have whatever a minute and a half tops um uh, what are you going to ask? How are you going to conduct a conversation? How Okay, Freddie, you go first. How would you do it? Okay, so here's my strategy. Because mm -hmm. um, I feel like you're going to have a good strategy. Okay, the jokey part of me is like, it would be kind of funny to be like, how's your day been? Like to just fully go like, but they like, would, but their coaches, they'd still bring it back to the game based on what's happening in the game, which could be funny, or they could, they could, that could totally backfire, and they could be like, "Pardon me, okay, I don't have time for this. Shut up, dude." Like that could happen. So my real, like, okay, I have to make this work. It's my job to make this work. Approach is, I would try to say, like, I would try to make them do the basketball talk without sort of presenting it you know like 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 i'm like i'd let them bring the knowledge by sort of just like insinuating you know something very basic like my example is um like what has been as opposed to like do you like how your team's aggression that's sort of like kind of cliche stuff i would say something to the effect of um what's been your favorite play so far in the game Oh, that's good. You know what I mean? Sort of just to like basically because I, I would just be like, listen, let, let's call this what it is. We're doing this for the fans. You know what I mean? And then if let's say if Becky was like, I don't have a favorite play, you know, she, I still think like it would elicit a, an opinion that would be interesting to the casual fan. Mm -hmm. 
I feel like that, those are the kinds of questions fans would actually want the answers to. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of these questions, I'm just like, yeah, why what's, are these, what's the, why are these the, the questions? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know? yeah. We all want yeah. to win the game. Like, That's so interesting. When you said the jokey part of your brain, I thought you were going to go in a really different direction and be like, so uh, who are you wearing? (laughs) I mean, that's not for, that's not my angle. Oh, that'd be the most offensive uh, thing to do. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like they, 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 they let a dude ask the questions and he asks, and also not just a dude, a dude that knows like, honestly shit all about fashion. Oh my God. Like so funny. That would be, that's no good nobody needs that um yeah i don't know what my approach would be like i feel like i know what my irl approach would be which would be which is not good which is just constantly apologizing for my existence (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) like i'm like so sorry like i'm so sorry to bother you just like real quickly like again like so sorry thank you so much like you know what i mean like i need a sorry jar more than i need like a swearing jar Mm-hmm. But um yeah, I mean, I don't know. My approach would be just like, could we not? Or like I'd ask them a real yes no question just so they could say yes or no and be like, Great, thank you. Mm-hmm. Like you try to accommodate the speed them as game. much as possible and then lose my job. Right? Yeah, no, that it's, wouldn't it, be that wouldn't be good for my job. It's a hard gig. Because you also can't be too basic if you're like, you know, what what would you say to any new fans, um, you know, watching the game right now? The coach might be like, that's your job. Yeah, they would be like, fuck off. Uh, I guess I do need a swearing jar. Um, yeah, you know, like, I don't know. I just feel like I would try to make it as painless as possible. And maybe they are. Maybe they are doing that. Yeah, but no, it's I like mean, they're like they're constantly like holding that earpiece in their ear. They're fussing with the mic, like. Yeah, it's just another level to ask someone questions, like not during the t- like you know the timeout, like to ask a head coach questions during like uh, an intense playoff game. Like they're 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 actively doing their job. Yeah, like even the tra- with them the traditional like sideline in between quarter interviews, I find stressful. Yeah, and I wonder. I mean, I guess it's sort of they're trying to market the coaches, but I sort of wonder why you know they're not interviewing an assistant. Oh, true. Because <gasps> that's better, Freddie. You know that's I mean? better. They know what's going down. And they should and interview not- an assistant. Because they're coaches. not running down the sidelines, like no, they're like sitting there on the bench, and you know, they would get all extra technical and shit. All right, we solved it. It wasn't the funnest answer, but we solved it. So that's good. We did it. We did it. Engelbert, once again, give us a call. Every time we have so many ideas, someone needs to get us in contact with her and hire us as consultants. Kathy E. Uh, everyone thank you so much again for listening to our episode this week we will be back next week i won't be going on any more vacations during this playoffs you know we'll see where we are at and blah 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 i i should let you know i will be heading to saint lucia 
um, all next week. So, <laughs> thank you, thank you. Very but much. you are packing your mic. Yeah, yeah, we'll be so, recording. So we'll still, we'll still, we'll still do <laughs> I mean, God, I wish that would be nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, thank you, everyone. And uh, remember, you can follow us at the Pick of WNBA Pod on all your social medias. Thank you again, and we'll catch you next time. Yeah, thanks, everyone. Appreciate it. Bye.